Hello, horror kids. Yeah, this isn't your usual horror movie hood review host. It's Toofy the Clown. Mr. Tishon took some time off. He'll be back real soon. And I know what you little scamps are thinking, and no, he's not in jail. I think he's sipping on a Mai Tai on a beach right about now. So I'm going to be your guest host for your favorite horror movie review podcast today. Today's movie is the 1988 horror classic, Night of the Demons, starring Amelia Kincaid, Lenia Quigley, Kathy Podwell, and Alvin Alexis. But first, some horror movie news. Action figure maker NECA continues to expand their Toonie Terrors line with the reveal of its An American Werewolf in London figure two-pack. The two-pack comes with David Kessler in his final werewolf form and his buddy, a fully rotted undead Jack Goodman. The Toonie Terrors line will also see additional figures based on the iconic mask from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Another favorite of mine, actually. In other news, the video game, Evil Dead the Game, is now set to be released on May 13th. It's been delayed a few times because the developers want to make sure that everything on the game is smooth. The game will be released in four different edition versions. A standard edition, a deluxe edition, a collector's edition, and an ultimate collector's edition. You know you want it, so go put your money down on your pre-order today. Hail to the king, baby. More news. Oh, you're going to love this. As of right now, the 1980s anthology series, Freddy's Nightmares, is now streaming only on Screenbox with all 44 episodes available. Screenbox is currently the only place you can officially watch the Robert England hosted Freddy's Nightmares, which to date has never seen a release on DVD or Blu-ray. Screenbox is available on iOS, Android, Prime Video, YouTube TV, Comcast, or you can just go to Screenbox.com. Let's see in other news. As far as movies being in the theater, it just seems like everything's being pushed back. Black Phone has been pushed to June, The Devil's Light has been pushed to October, and another goodie called Unwelcome was scheduled to come out in March, but it looks like it's being pushed back to October. We're not sure, but if it is true, it looks like October is going to have plenty of fun horror movies to watch, so we'll see on that. Last Friday, the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out on Netflix, so what did you guys think? Did you love it? Hate it? Why don't you let us know on our Facebook page? All you got to do is just go to Facebook and go to backslash the horror movie hood review. Or you can find us on Twitter at twitter.com backslash THMHR podcast. I, I, I like the, the new Texas Chainsaw. Was it the best Texas Chainsaw film? No, no, it wasn't. We all know that it was the 1974 original. 
But the new one was fun. It had its problems, yeah, but it was fun nevertheless. So going forward, let's see in other video and on-demand horror movies that have been released, we have The Deep House. And that is currently on Hulu and Paramount+. Plus. Malignant, that is on HBO Max. The Boy Behind the Door, that is being shown on Shudder. Blood Red Sky, I think that's a vampire flick. And that is going to be on Netflix. And the last one here, Titany, I hope I'm saying that one right, uh, T-I-T-A-N-E. But that one's on Hulu. So there's plenty of movies, horror movies out there for you to sink your little teeth into. So today's movie is one of my all-time favorites. It was shot under the title Halloween Party, but the Halloween series producers reportedly threatened to sue. So the movie distributor wanted to call it Demon Boogie, which I kind of like. But the director... Kevin Tinley did, disliked it, so they told him to come up with a list of alternatives. They ultimately settled on Night of the Demons. So warning, kids, there's going to be some spoilers ahead. So we open with the characters Stooge, Helen, and our token black guy, Roger. They're driving to a Halloween party thrown by the high school outcast, Angela and her friend Suzanne at Hull House, which is a local mortuary that has been abandoned. Being that it is Halloween, Stooge, Helen, and token black guy Roger are wearing costumes of some sort. With the name Stooge, he pretty much is what you expect in your head. He's wearing a costume pig nose and all. He just looks smelly. As they're driving, Stooge, he wants to change places with Helen and make her drive so he can hang his little butt out of the passenger window because there's an old man walking home from the grocery store. And he does, and Stooge is wearing some real cute jack-o'-lantern undies. I was kind of surprised that they didn't have a brown stain on them. So the old man is real pissy. You know, he's he's old and he's, you damn bastards, damn you all to hell, you damn kids. And so Stooge and him drive on, and then all of a sudden, this other kid, his name is Sal. He runs up to the grouchy old fart and scares him with a fake rat, and it makes the old guy drop all of his groceries. Sal, he's, he's going to be in the rest of the movie, and he just looks like a sleazy failed numbers runner for the mob. So after Sleazy Al runs away, young Judy comes along and tries to help the old man with the groceries. But yeah, he's just a rude old codger and he just calls Judy a whore. Judy walks away all offended and the old man laughs and he's like, these damn kids will get what they deserve. And while he's saying that, he's holding up an apple and some razor blades. Well, you know where he's going to do with all that. So now Judy gets home, and her lily-white-bread potential boyfriend, Jay, calls, changing their plans from going to the school dance and wanting to go to the party at Hull House. School dances for nerds, says lily-white-bread Jay. Oh, Jay. So after Judy's brother scares her by hiding in her closet, 
and then commenting on her boobs. He ends up telling old sleazy Sal where the party is so he can crash it. You know, Sal is a little doucher, and he's just trying to get with Judy. And apparently, Judy's little brother is a voyeur-peeping Tom, who is also a cheap singing canary after taking Sal's one-dollar bribe. I mean, a dollar? Really, kid? Alright, so now we're to our main people here. Angela, who is played by Amelia Kincaid, and Suzanne, played by Lenia Quigley. They're at a convenience store, and they're shoplifting for their party. Oh, that's so naughty. Toofy actually got a chance to meet both lovely ladies last year at the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival in Nashville, Tennessee. Which, if you get a chance, I highly recommend that you go. Here's announcer voice guy with more details. That's right, Toofy. This year's Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival will be April 15th through the 17th at the luxurious Sinesta Airport Hotel, just minutes away from beautiful downtown Nashville in the great state of Tennessee. Announced guests so far include Doug Bradley, Tony Moran, Billy Zane, CJ Graham, and Joe Bob Briggs. The Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival will also have some of the top tattoo artists from around the United States, and more guests are to be announced soon. For more information and to buy tickets, go to fullmooninc.com. Come on and join the fun and excitement of the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival. Just go to fullmooninc.com and plan your trip today. Um, thanks, announcer voice guy. Okay, so back to Angela and Suzanne. So Angela, she's in some sort of black gothic prom dress. And Suzanne is dressed as little Bo Peep. So Suzanne is bending over, showing her butt, pretending to be shopping. And she's distracting the guys that are working there. All this while Angela is just robbing the place blind. So Angela eventually signals to Suzanne that they got enough stuff and then she walks out of the store and the guys, they're too busy watching Suzanne. They don't even pay her attention. So eventually Suzanne turns around to leave and as she's leaving, she asks the clerks, Do you have sour balls? And she doesn't mean the candy. Pretty gross if you ask me. So anyway, Angela and Suzanne meet up outside and then they, they're off to the whole house. So now we're back to Judy's house, where Lily Whitebread Jay is there to pick up Judy. Judy's dressed up as Alice in Wonderland, and Jay, well, he's just dressed in his regular clothes. His wannabe Lily Whitebread, wannabe Miami Vice clothes. You know, Jay is just a big doucher. And each eventually he tries to kiss Judy and calls her sweetheart, and she just pulls her head away. So after that awkward moment and some shitty comments from Judy's brother and Judy's mom offering Jay some cat turd looking fudge logs, they decide to head out and go to the party. When they're outside, Jay tries to kiss Judy again, but then she looks like she's getting physically ill at the thought and they eventually get in the car and they're on their way. So on the way, Jay and Judy pick up some friends, Max and Franny. And they all pile up in Jay's douchemobile. 
On the way to Hull House, they drive by and make fun of Stooge, Helen, and token black guy Roger, who's broken down on the side of the road with a flat tire. So eventually, as they're driving, our douche-mobile travelers see the whole house in the distance. Then they start trading horror stories and rumors of all the things they've heard about the mortuary and the old whole family that used to live there. Spooky, spooky. Supposedly, on Halloween night, a member of the whole family went crazy and killed the other family members and then killed themselves. Listening to all this, Franny just gets excited about wanting to party there. Uh, Judy, not so much. So eventually they pull up to Whole House, and they were just surprised that the gates were open. Which, I mean, I guess anybody would, because places run down and falling apart, the gates should be locked, right? So they pull up, and they get out. Now Max, he's dressed as a doctor for Halloween, and he's got his nice little flock of seagulls hair, and he uses his little costume stethoscope to see if the rumors of the underground stream that he's heard about is true. And what do you know it is? He can hear the water underground with a brick wall, you know, there is built on top of the stream to mark where it's at. And then Mark goes on to explain that supposedly evil spirits cannot cross running water. Foreshadow much, Max. So after commenting on how quiet it is on the property, Jay, Judy, Max, and Franny walk into Hull House. After just walking a few feet, Lily Whitebread Jay sees an old casket. A car just happens to be pulling up at the same time, honking their horn, so Jay gets the idea to scare whoever it is by hiding in the casket. As Jay opens the casket, Sleazy Sal's already in it, and he's wearing a mask and scares Jay. I'm sure Lily White Bread Jay pooped a little bit, but finally the two douche brothers are in the same room. So the car that pulled up, it was Angela and Suzanne, and they walked in, shortly followed by Stooge, Helen, and Roger. So now the party begins, kids. So they're all on the main floor where the big parlor is of the mortuary. So we got snacks, we got brewskis, rock and roll, dancing, and Suzanne showing off her butt, making all the boys drool. Suzanne really likes showing everyone her butt like a cat. While the boys drool, Angela tries to freak out the gals by just really just being weird. Eventually, everyone starts dancing, and here comes douchebag Jay, and he just disses your girl Judy, and he decides to dance with, with Suzanne. Imagine that. Suddenly, the music stops. Oh no, the fresh batteries died. So this gives Angela the opportunity to try to talk everyone into a seance using a mirror. But before they get any further, they all hear a loud noise coming from another room. So Stooge gets our token black guy, Roger, and they go to investigate. Roger comes running back scared to death, and then Stooge eventually sticks his head out, all excited, saying he found something. What did Stooge find? Was it a shower? Some deodorant? No. Stooge found a large, full-size mirror. Well, how convenient. Now everybody can have the seance. So Angela and everybody sits down on the floor, and they begin the ceremony for the seance by staring into the mirror. Token black guy Roger, he ain't having none of this, and he's just chilling back in the back 
by a fireplace. The other participating kids all stare at Angela's reflection in the mirror. Then suddenly, the mirror just turns black. Someone out of nowhere says, holy shit. Then the mirror goes back to normal, making everyone turn to look who said, holy shit. And everyone, as everyone turns away, a demon head appears in the mirror. And right at the perfect time, Helen just turns her head back towards the mirror just to see a glimpse of the demon head and then a dead body smack into the mirror from the other side. So seeing all this, she screams. And then the mirror falls and shatters. Now everyone hates Helen and is screaming at her and she's all crying. So now strange noises are coming from the basement. Now right now the kids don't hear it. But the strange noises appear to be coming from crematorium. It's, it's in the basement of this place. The awakened demon head that you saw in the mirror comes out of the furnace and starts flying around Hull House. He eventually makes his way where the kids are. Now the kids can't see it, but they can smell something rotten and the room gets really cold. Now Suzanne, the vain slut that she is, She's looking into her compact mirror for the hundredth time and fixing her lipstick. And she's doing her little mouth open thing that girls do when they put on their lipstick. And so the demon just shoots right into her mouth and she starts getting possessed. So now Angela, our goth queen, she's scared because she sees all the bad signs with the bad smells and stuff. And everyone starts making fun of her because they think that she's just pulling their legs because, you know, it's Halloween. Token black guy Roger has had enough. He wants to leave. And then everybody's like, oh, it's okay, because they start smelling roses. Some of the kids think that, you know, hey, it's cool now. But Angela's like, oh, hell no, it, it ain't cool. She then tells everyone that the house is possessed and explains the difference between demon possession and being haunted by human spirits. So, you know, everybody thinks that she's just still pulling their leg and they still want to party, except for Roger and now Helen after what she saw in the mirror. So possessed slut Suzanne gives Roger and Helen Angela's car keys to leave. So Roger and Helen walk out. Lily Whitebread Jay, he wants to explore the whole house with little Miss Judy. And Max and Franny want to do the same. So they go on their way, and this leaves Sleazy Sal and Stooge with our goth princess Angela and possessed slut Suzanne in the main parlor of the first floor. So Suzanne, eventually, she wants to run off. She says, I want to find the bathroom. And so she takes Stooge with her. I mean, who can say no to a slutty possessed cat butt lady? You know what I mean? So Stooge follows Suzanne. He goes with her and everything. But first, before they leave, Suzanne stops and she kisses Angela talking about, I'm into all kinds of stuff tonight. And it just shocks everyone. But because she kissed her, the demon spirit is now possessing, is going to possess Angela. So Suzanne and Stooge finally go on their way and they find the bathroom. And Suzanne runs in and locks the door before Stooge can come in, leaving him in the hallway. So now the others, Jay, Judy, Max, and Franny, are somewhere else in the mortuary exploring. So as they're exploring, you know, they're finding all these caskets and, and all these tools that, you know, they're used for the bodies when you're deceased at a mortuary. So Max is sitting there telling more 
scary urban legends about the whole house and all that. I guess Jay couldn't take it anymore because his mind is elsewhere, you know. So he finally gives Max his little douchey head signal that he wants to be alone with Judy. Max catches on. He's like, oh, okay, sure. So him and Franny leave because, like, you know, that'll give Max and Franny plenty of time to do whatever they want to do. So Jay's alone with Judy, but Jay's plan really just doesn't work. She, Judy's, you know, she's like, oh, no, I, I can't go all the way. Apparently, you know, she just does not want to have sexy time in an old, abandoned, dirty, run-down, rat-infested, cobwebby mortuary. I mean, that Judy is so stuck up, am I right? So now we're going back to our token black guy, Roger and Helen. So they want to leave. They're outside. And the gate has just disappeared. There's nothing but the brick wall. So as they're talking and everything, and Roger, you know, he's facing the wall. He's trying to figure out where the gate is. You know, it just cannot disappear. Everything's quiet. And he turns around, and, and Helen's disappeared. So he's like, oh, what is going on? And as he's looking around for it, and he's freaked out, he hears his name being called into the wind. Roger! Roger! Well... Pretty much like anybody would do, he just gets out of there. He runs to Angela's car because, you know, he has the car keys. He gets in and he locks all the doors and, and he's in there by himself. Oh, poor Roger. So back inside in the mortuary, Judy caves just a little bit to Jay and they're, they're kind of making out. Judy is telling Jay, you know, no, as he keeps trying to go further and further with her. And Jay just comes out, you know, here, here we go with the with the little bit of teen drama. He's like, I know you slept with Sal and, and all this and that. So Jay thinks that he can get some, basically calling Judy a one-date slut. So he gets mad, like all douchey guys do, and leaves Judy and goes find his, some, some action elsewhere. As he leaves, he slams the door to the room they're in, and it basically locks. So now Judy is stuck. She's trapped in this room. You know, if, if this was said in today's time, Jay would have been the type to send unsolicited pee-pee pics to little girls. That, that, that's just what kind of person this guy is. So Stooge, he's still trying to get in the bathroom with Suzanne. But what he doesn't know is Suzanne is transforming. Stooge suddenly hears a crash of some sort in the bathroom and breaks down the door. When he gets in there, all he sees is a mirror in the bathroom and then it's been broken and, and Suzanne is gone. And then the door closes behind him. He runs back and the door opens up, but there's nobody in the hallway. She's gone. She's not in the bathroom. He's like, well, what the hell just happened? So now we go back to Sal. Well, he's still with Angela. And at this point, Angela's just acting all weird. Suddenly, the radio that died on him earlier starts playing music. And Angela starts doing a sexy demon dance. The strobe lights start going and all this. And, and Sal just doesn't like what he sees. It's just kind of terrifying. So Sal he, eventually leaves the room. But Stooge shows up. You know, he got tired of wondering what was going on in the bathroom. So he sees Angela dancing. So now Stooge wants to party with Angela. Sal goes on, you know, he, he, he leaves him alone. And it's just them two. So Angela's going to play the part. And she goes up to Stooge talking about she's always thought he was cute and whatever. And so she goes up and kisses him. And as she kisses him, she bites off his tongue. 
So as Stooge is freaking out and bleeding and steps back, now we get to see Angela's face and her eyes have changed to yellow and she has really sharp teeth. So back to Sal, after he done left that in the nick of time, he's walking down the hall and he comes to a room that has lights on. So he looks in the room and who's there but super slut demon Suzanne with her new makeup. She done drew a heart with with her lipstick on her face and looks at Al, or not Al, but Sal, and tells him that she is fixing her, her face. Sal, at this point, he's had enough of all this creepy. And he tells Suzanne he, he's just going to go home. So after Sal leaves, it's just Suzanne sitting there. She's acting all weird, and suddenly she rips open her top. So now we have the classic 80s boobage. This is what every horror movie from the 80s has got to have. So now super slut demon Suzanne, she's got her lipstick and she's just drawing lines on her face and then down her neck and then her chest. And then she shoves the tube of lipstick in her nipple. Her nipple. Her nipple. All right, so, of course, Lily, white bread, douchebag King Jay, he happens to walk up after all of this, and he sees Suzanne sitting there with her boobs hanging out and the lipstick everywhere, and he's, he's like, oh, looks like you need a touch-up. Oh, he's such a smooth talker. And at this point, Sal, he's, you know, he's back in the front of the mortuary. I'm just glad that he didn't see the whole lipstick nipple thing. But he goes back to where the main parlor is to tell Angela that he's leaving. And Angela's in front of the fireplace. She's acting like she's warming up her hands. And as he's like, I'm out of here, she turns around and her hands are, are on fire. So Sleazy Sal's freaked out. He tries to open the front door and it won't open. Angela gets up and walks towards him. And he's, nah, he's out. He's run. He's gone. So here we are back to poor token black guy Roger. He's fallen asleep in Angela's car. But suddenly he's woken up when the car shakes. Roger, he's like, he's yelling. He thinks that guy Stooge is, is messing with him and shook the car. Until a body falls out of nowhere and the bloody face of Helen smacks the windshield. Well, when that happens, Roger flies out of the car and he's just running around the property. So we go back to Douchebag King Jay, and we see some panties drop to the ankles from old super slut demon Suzanne. We know where that's headed. So the two are having sexy time teenager premarital sex until Suzanne, she keeps asking Jay if she looks all right and if her makeup is okay. And then he's like, what, what is wrong with you? And then suddenly Suzanne turns real ugly with yellow eyes and nasty teeth. She tells Jay to stop looking at her. And then she pops both of his eyes with his thumb. It couldn't happen sooner for old Jay. But we'll miss him. Max and Franny, they're doing their thing. They're upstairs somewhere having sexy time in a casket. And then they hear, while they're doing their thing, they hear Jay scream. Well, they think it's just some of the other kids playing some sort of game. Then suddenly, Stooge, who has turned into a demon, shows up, walks up, and spins Franny's head backwards. 
and then he keeps closing the casket on them both and eventually it breaks off Max's arm. That was pretty gnarly. So now we find Roger and he's gotten the courage to go back inside of the mortuary. He's greeted by Demon Angela. He sees her and runs his ass away, running into Sal, who's trying to find a way out of the building. And they eventually, they both hide from a lurking Angela. And old poor Judy is still locked in a room. And here comes Demon Stooge trying to get in. Stooge leaves as he hears Sal and, and, and Roger coming after, you know, the coast was clear that Angela left. So Stooge... He, pot, he, he goes away, and Sal and Roger hear Judy beating on the door, begging to get out of the room. Then they get Judy out, and then here comes Angela's demon ass floating down the hall after him. So Roger runs away, but Sal and Judy only have time to run into another room and lock the door. Angela floats on by like she didn't see him go in there, you know. Then the lights come on in the room that Sal and Judy ran into. And then you see in the corner, there sits super demon slut with her dead Isla's J in her lap. And Suzanne jumps up and then she's she just pimp slaps sleazy Sal through a window. And then Judy, seeing this, she just runs out of the room. And here comes the classic line from Suzanne. Run, Judy, run. See, Judy, run. Judy ends up in another room full of caskets. Then she sees an arm on the floor. It's Max's arm, but the arm is now part of the whole demon crew, and it flies across the room, grabbing Judy's leg. Well, she football kicks it across the room, and then Demon Franny and Max rise up out of the casket, and then Judy takes off again. She's running everywhere. She's I can't find where to hide. She goes back downstairs, and she tries the front door, it won't open. She runs back upstairs trying to figure out where to go. And while she's doing all this, we find Sal, who had the hell knocked out of him. He wakes up and notices he's in some sort of air shaft. And he sees that he can climb out, so he goes on and does that. Meanwhile, Judy's just all alone, trying to figure out where to hide, you know, where to go, how to get out of this place. She sees Roger, he shows up. You see him like with a window, it has bars, but he's outside. She runs up to the barred window and and walks, well, tries to walk up to him. But as she walks up, like right at the last second, Stooge just comes out of nowhere. So Judy and Roger, they both bolt. They're gone. Judy finally ends up in the attic and then onto the roof. So as she tries to hide, Roger's outside, he sees her. He's trying to yell for her to jump where he's at, like he's going to catch her or something. She tries to hush him, because she knows the demons are right on her. And then out of nowhere, here comes Demon Angela. She's on the roof to get her. But here comes Sal. Hero Sal. Out of nowhere, after he climbed up out of that air shaft, he's on the roof too. So... Here comes wannabe hero Sal. He's fighting Angela. All this, while they're fighting, Judy accidentally gets shoved off the roof. But she grabs onto the roof, holding onto it with one hand. So Sal and Demon Angela are fighting on the roof, and eventually they fall off the roof together and land on the ground. And that's where we see our poor sleazy Sal. He gets impaled right through the heart. It was nice knowing you, Sal. So Judy, as she's hanging by the roof, she finally makes it off to the roof to a place that she can land. And her and Roger, they're, they're both now being chased by the demons. So they're everywhere. They, 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 everywhere they run, they just 
there's a demon that pops up. So eventually they make it back into the mortuary. They finally end up downstairs in the crematorium. Judy gets the idea that they can somehow escape through the furnace. So she goes in there and she's trying to figure out a way they can like go through a vent. And then there's a, she picks something up and it's a human skull. So as she does that, here comes Demon, Angela, and Stooge. They don't found the, where they're hiding out and they're beating on the door to get in. So as the demons are breaking in, Judy decides it is time to fight. She remembers that there's a pipe in that furnace. So she yanks on the pipe and it breaks and they turn on the gas to light it up. She then takes the pipe and she aims it at the door and she has a cigarette lighter. So right when Angela and Stooge come through the door, she lights them up and torches them. The demons run off, they're on fire. Roger eventually goes and turns off the gas from the valve and they think they're safe for the moment. They're like, oh, we can breathe. And then suddenly... A, a skeleton arm comes out of the furnace and grabs Roger. Well, that's all it took. Roger took off again, and Judy close behind and follows him. So they finally make it back to the first floor, and they find that all of their friends are possessed by demons, and poor old Roger and Judy are eventually cornered by them. Roger is determined to live, and he just, he just yells, You won't get me! And he just jumps through a window. <laughs> now I have to tell you all, this, this part always cracks me up. So for you guys that are young enough or just don't know, back in the 80s, horror films, they always had the token black guy. And usually the token black guy was the first one to die. And I'm, I'm sure you've all heard the jokes about that. So when Roger said his line and then jumped through the window... Not only was it funny, but he instantly became my hero. It also broke the trend where the black guy dies first. So technically, Roger is an unsung hero in horror movie history. So now back to the movie here. Let's see. So Roger said, screw this, and he jumped through the window with Judy eventually falling behind him. They know they have to get past the wall to escape. So Roger tells Judy that there is no gate. It disappeared. And they got to climb over this wall to get the hell out of there. So there's nothing to grab onto in this section of wall, but some barbed wire that was hanging down from the top of the wall. So Judy tries to go up the wall first, and and every time she grabs it, it's just cutting into her, and she's like, Roger hears the demons call his name, so he just kind of pushes her off to the side, and he, again... Here's Roger, unsung hero. He climbs the barbed wire, don't care if it hurts. He's out. He don't care if it cuts him. So once Roger gets on top of the wall, he's coaching Judy, you know, to climb up. Roger did it, so why can't she? So she's climbing the wall as the demons are getting closer and closer. She grabs Roger's hand right when Stooge is there and has her by the foot. Angela is there freaking out Roger, and then he just, his hand slips away from Judy, and he falls on the other side of the wall, leaving poor Judy to climb on her own. Well, poor Judy's barely hanging on with one hand slips while the other one is still holding on to that barbed wire, cutting all into her hand, and now all the demons are at her feet. At this point, it looks like it's going to be over for Judy. Her one hand can't take much more of the barbed wire shredding it up, and then suddenly, our hero Roger is back! 
He grabs Judy's hand and helps her finally get over the wall. The demons are left clawing at the wall. And then suddenly the sun rises and the demons start melting away. And, and then there's smoke everywhere. And, and now our two survivors, Judy and Roger, are safe. They made it. Eventually we see our two survivors walking home. Yeah, all the demons are gone behind them. They're battered and bruised. They walk by that old man's house from the beginning of the movie. Remember that old jerk? Well, he sees Judy and Roger as he's out there getting the morning paper and he grumbles. Then he goes into his house. Now, the old kook sits down at the kitchen table and his wife brings him breakfast. But this isn't an ordinary breakfast. This is a special breakfast. It's apple pie. Who does not like pie? So the movie, we're at the end and it closes out with the old codger getting some payback with his neck spewing blood as the razor blades that he planned to use on the kids slice the inside of his throat. And that's the movie. So right about now, so we're going to do something that Mr. Tishon always does. He has a smoke break. So for this smoke break, you guys that partake, do whatever you do, it is the reefer time for you potheads. And while we sit back and let you guys do all that, we're going to listen to a little bit of back road riding from the album Concrete or Lead by Tishon and Track Bastard. So enjoy, and I will be back in just a moment. We hit the back road riding, stress out the window. At this point, time life seems so simple. Yeah, we hit the back road riding, stress out the window. At this point, time life seems so simple. Life ain't so simple. I hit the back road riding right after my mom passed. Me and my brother were blazing, just trying to relax and unable to understand the thoughts behind the act. One shot, she knew she wasn't making it back. Me and Derek made a pack in a photo lap. If one of us dies, the other smokes the other one's ash. I looked up to my side and did what he asked, cause he was murdered in 05, but his memory lasted and because I couldn't believe that he was gone. I'd be catching myself trying to call him at home oh yeah what sweet jazzy sounds they make i hope you guys enjoyed that and remember you can always go to whatever listening platform that you have download by concrete or lead by t shod and track bastard it's on all major listening platforms so go get it go show your regular Horror Movie Hood Review hosts some love. So back to Night of the Demons. Alright, so here at the Horror Movie Hood Review, they have ten categories to rate a film. So let's begin here. So our first category, Film Originality. So there's been plenty of horror movies that have had a group of teens with a monster after them. But usually, back in the 80s, it was all slasher stuff. 
For me, it was refreshing to see like a supernatural force after these group of teens. You know, back then, yeah, you had the Hellraiser, you had Evil Dead for the demon stuff. But this particular movie, it had all the demon stuff like that, but it had your usual horror formula that we all love. The dumb kids partying, the drinking, boobs, and naughty premarital sex. So for film originality, yeah, I, I'm going to give it a 7. Next one is some cinematography. Yeah, the movie just looked great from start to finish. There, there was no complaints on, on angles or, or, or shots like that. It, 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 was, it was pretty well done. So I'm going to give cinematography 8. The characters. Well, all the stereotypes were there. You had the jock, you had the bad boy, you had the 80s anarchist, the misfits, the normal kids. We also had the slutty Suzanne and the token black guy Roger. You know, none of these characters really got on my nerves like some movie characters do. You know, they were just teenage kids wanting to party on Halloween night. You know, for characters, you know, we'll give that a seven. Acting. You know, all the all the characters, all the actors played their stereotypes well. And when it came to when they were demons, they were also played very well. When you had Angela and Suzanne being the main speaking demons, I mean, they just knocked it out of the ballpark with their puns and just being weird. So for acting, yeah, I'm going to give that one a seven as well. Special effects. All right, so... I have got to give special effects a 10. All the makeup and the props were awesome. Even the visual effects like the demon, the floaty demon head in the mirror. I mean, it was great. There was no CG back then. So sometimes things had that green line around them when they would try to use those type of effects. Well, this just didn't have any of that. Everything effects-wise was just superb. So... Special effects, 10. Music score. All the music was great. From the rock songs to the scenes background music. But I can't give it a full 10 because I wish that they had more of the gothy rock music in the movie. So we're going to give the music score a 9. Sound quality. I, we're just going to give it a 10. There was nothing wrong with the sound. No pops. All the lines were clear. Music and effect noises were great. Uh, scares. So there were a few jump scares here and there. The visuals are terrifying. Like Angela biting Stooge's tongue off. And our slut demon Suzanne with her lipstick nipple. The setting being in an old mortuary was very creepy. So when you take everything into account, it is actually a pretty scary movie. Even though, you know, it's got its cheese and stuff like that. But, you know, for scares, we'll give scares a seven. Entertainment value. So maybe I'm being a little bit biased because I do love this movie. But it is a fun 80s horror movie with fantastic special effects. So we're going to give entertainment value that uh, a ten. And lastly, let's see, rewatch value. So... I don't try to watch the same movies all the time or within a short amount of time. I watch Night of the Demons about once a year or every other year. And as I said, I love this movie, but I like to let my favorites breathe so they don't get stale. 
So we're going to give re rewatch value an, an 8. So after that, calculating the individual scores, Toofy the Clown, I'm going to give Night of the Demons an 8.3 out of 10. So if you guys want to watch it, which I highly suggest, you can find Night of the Demons online on some of the many streaming services. There's like a million of them now. And when you watch it, make a party out of it. I mean, this is a party horror movie. So I hope I didn't bore you guys to tears here. And I want to thank you all for listening. And if you want to keep up with what I'm doing, go give me a like on Facebook. It'd be facebook.com backslash Toofy the Clown. And that's spelled T-O-O-F-I-E. Hopefully, I will have some big news by the end of summer. So go give me a like and stay tuned. Also, give the Horror Movie Hood Review a like if you haven't. Just go to Facebook and it is facebook.com backslash the Horror Movie Hood Review. The show's also on Twitter at twitter.com backslash T-H-M-H-R podcast. And please give the Horror Movie Hood Review a like, a comment, a recommendation, whatever the listening platform you guys are using right now, whatever they use. Every bit helps to get us out there because, you know, we want to continue making the shows and entertain you guys because that is what we are really about. Entertaining the fantastic listeners out there. And lastly, check out your boy T-Shawn and Track Bastard's latest album, Concrete or Lead. It's on all major listening platforms. Go show your boy some love. Go download it. Go buy it. Tell your friends about it. And again, thank you guys for listening. T-Shawn will be back really, really soon. Until then, peace.